Alright guys, welcome to episode 126 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week we talk about Avatar, The Way of Water. We talk about God of War Ragnarok, Banshees and Inishirin, Puss in Boots the Last Witch, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, not that trash-ass Pinocchio with Tom Hanks, not that trash-ass <laughs> Pinocchio with Polly Shore. Uh, <laughs> we talk about The White Lotus Season 2, Severance, Ted Lasso, um, we talk about the holidays that just passed, and we briefly mm-hmm. talk about the World Cup and how 2-0 is the <laughs> most dangerous lead in sports. But first. episode uh, we'll, we'll start with what we've been watching or playing but uh, i'm mm-hmm. gonna start because i actually think i have one more thing on my list than you for once mm-hmm. um and i'll start by saying that uh i took the week off between christmas and new year's mm-hmm. and a couple things i learned is that um bro fuck work that shit's awful <laughs> <laughs> um i mean yeah, i guess you're one of these like, people that don't hate their job that that's cool, but like I was the most productive around the house I've ever been. Not just in the list of shit I'm gonna talk about, but like getting shit done that needs to be done. I'm like putting shit together. I'm cleaning up different rooms, like reorganizing shit. I'm I'm going in all week, um, and I'm like in a good mood, bro. Fucking Saturday night. Oh God, wanted to vomit. I was like, oh my whole my whole vacation's over. <laughs> <laughs> I got like a it's day just, left. It's I know. Terrible. It's like, where did the time go? I was telling um, my friend, I was like, it's so nice that, um, you know, because I had the, I went to New York for a couple of days. And then the way that the, my PTO worked out, I had three more days than I thought I did that, that rolled over. And I didn't even realize mm-hmm. until the start of December. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take it at the end. Like, because they switched the way that we can do it anyway. We couldn't take them into next year. So I was like, well, better use them while I can. And so I ended up having like a four-day weekend a five-day weekend and then a four-day weekend again and i was like god this was fucking incredible like you get back you know on monday or whatever tuesday you're like oh, i can't believe i have to live with two days <laughs> yeah no it's fucking it's it's terrible but again uh that week was incredible so without further ado um some of the things i did uh i finished god of war ragnarok Um, I'm sure you're still playing it. Mm -hmm. Um, So all I'll say is that I really, really enjoyed it. Um, Man, I don't know where... (sighs) Hmm. It's hard for me to compare it to 2018's God of War. um, Because there is... There's none of the awe factor. Like... Having played God of War 1, 2, and 3 on, like, Mm -hmm. the older ones, going to the new God of War was such a, like, what? I can't believe they pulled this off. Like, because the old ones are just, like, hack and slash nonsense. Mm -hmm. And, like, the whole time you're playing 2018, you're like, this is wildly different 
and also great. Like, like I can't believe it. Um, so there's none of that because you know they can pull it off. Right. It's but like... It's still... um... Oh, go ahead. I was say, it's kind of like um, like Horizon, right? It's the same sort of yep. discussions we had with Horizon last year where you go like, oh, um, you know, the first one you play, you're like, wow, what's the story? These creatures, oh my God, they're, they're like, parts of them come off and you can use them. Wow, incredible, right? And every part, everything new thing is like, whoa, and the design. And then the second one is, you know, just as good, maybe better. It's like, it's, it's not more of the same, but it's like, it's... It doesn't have that wow factor, so you're like, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, I liked it and stuff. But if you were to paint that one first, be like, this is incredible, right? Same thing. I, I think that happens yeah. with, with movies as well, where sequels, where that happens, where unless a sequel dramatically changes something and became, it even gets better, like Spider-Man 2 to, from Spider-Man 1, or you know what happens most of the time gets shittier, you usually end up with something like, a, yeah, sure, that was, that was, that was solid. Kind of like, um, I would say like Black Panther 2, where I think the resounding re- you know reaction was like, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty solid, pretty good. Whereas the first one, everybody yeah. was like, oh, my God, you know, it was Best Picture nominee, it, you know, made $700 million in the U.S. It's like, whoa, holy shit, right? Um, yeah. But two isn't bad, yeah. but it's like you said, it's just like, yeah, yeah, they pulled it off once and here they go, pulling it off again. The one thing I will say about this one, I think for sure, and it's weird because I, the thing I'm about to say that I think is better in this one, I didn't realize I had any problems in the first one. And I don't still think I have any problems. I just think some things are done better in this one. I think some of the... Some of the narrative elements uh, I enjoy a little more. And so, obviously, I won't go into detail because I don't know where you're at. Um, The one thing I will say that I was absolutely shocked about, and uh, I don't... I mean, you have started it, right? You've made any sort of progress on it? Um, I'm like... uh... Six-ish hours in? Six since okay. change? The one thing I'll say is that, like, the one thing it does incredibly is it doesn't, it, or at least it didn't to me, it didn't give me the feeling of, like, oh, I'm starting over from nothing. Like, mm-hmm. they, mm-hmm. like, like it still feels like the, the two things you have um, that you start with. Like, first of all, I was surprised I started with both of them. I don't know why I wouldn't have, but, like, in mm. my head, I was like, I don't know. So, you know, you just... Yeah, the hammer and you know, the... You never um, do. You always start with just one. Yeah. Um, I mean, or you do, like, fucking, and, um... What's it called? Like, Horizon, where they're like, hey, what happened to all your weapons? Oh, I got into a fight, and I just lost them. Right? I think it was, like, yeah. literally, that's what they said. Like, something like one line or two, where she's like, oh, I just lost it. And it's like, oh. Yeah. Okay. There was... And, and they... The weird thing is they do they do have a line like that in in God of War, um, where I can't even remember what the thing is, but like someone asks where an item is, and he's like, "Yeah, I used it." <laughs> like, oh yeah, like it was like he's like, "I used it, and it broke because I used it enough." Um, but like ultimately, I still think the enough of the fluid bits of the combat are there that like at first you don't really feel like you're missing all that much. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they've, they've definitely, they, like, some of the stuff you learned in the first one, like, some of the skill trees you learned are now base parts of it, and they've given you new things to learn. Now, you, you still, you know, learn some old things you already had, but it's still just enough that, it, like, you don't immediately feel constricted when you start, or at least I did. Um, mm-hmm. So that's one thing I like about it. Uh, but yeah, that's God of War Ragnarok. Like I said, I think it's pretty good. We'll talk about it more whenever you finish, um, so I'll leave yeah. it at that. Um, I'm trying to think. The next one I'll talk about, just because, again, I don't have a whole lot to say about it, is um, I finished Archer. Uh, season 13, I finished. 
Nice. Um, I looked up some stuff, and it kind of sounds like maybe Archer's just done. Um, I don't think there's been a definitive, like, hey, we're done with this or not. But if it's not done, this will be the longest break between seasons, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it seems like generally there's like a one-year break. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's been a minute. So, in it, in the... Yeah, it kind of ends on a note where it could definitely just be the end. Yeah. Um, so, the uh, I don't know if anything else is coming out, but you know, if that's the end of Archer, ultimately it's still really good. Yeah, um, I yeah I, I haven't started season thirteen yet. I last mm-hmm. finished twelve, right when thirteen was premiering earlier this summer, and I was like, oh, I'll just get around to it. And like new shows just just kept popping up, so I think. Um, right now I'm watching The Dropout, so as soon as that ends, I think I'll go back to Archer. Because I like to mix it up, like, you know, I'll do a drama, then I'll do, like, a, like an hour-long comedy, then I'll do, like, a half-hour comedy. Um, so yeah, I think this will definitely be more, like, what I need after the show. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, really solid, um, won't, you know, I don't, there's nothing really, there's not really much to say about it, because, uh, the, like... The show's super formulaic, right? Like, like it, mm. it does the same things over and over again. I think there's enough there that it, like, never really gets too old. And um, the characters are good enough that, you know, they're fine. Um, but, you know, not a whole lot to say about, you know, Archer Season 13. But as of right now, I'm done and uh, I'm happy with it as as, uh, as usual. So, um, I guess uh, next we'll talk about something you watched. Yeah, yeah. So, um, since we last spoke or we last recorded the big one came out avatar the way of water the sequel came out and i saw it um so i'll give my quick thoughts because we got a lot to go through so i'll keep it brief um but so i watched it twice i watched it once in imax when i went up to new york to visit some friends and then a couple of days later just before christmas i watched it with my brother also in imax but that one was at the regal in high point um and so the very first thing i'll talk about like the technical terms of it where in New York, they implemented or they showed it how James Cameron wanted, which is with high frame rate. So every now and then uh, during scenes, they would it would switch on this high frame rate look to it, right? Mm-hmm. And it I didn't like it. So I would say it doesn't it kind of give them? Does it kind of give the same feel as like the motion smoothing on a TV? I feel like I've yep. seen. I've seen like regular film in high frame rate once and I thought it did the same kind of thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. It gives it that motion smoothness thing. And I did not like it. I, I mean, it, it was, it just distracted me from the movie. And I, I hated that. That was the first way I saw it. The first time I saw it was that way. Cause then when I saw it with my brother, they didn't have that. It was just regular IMAX with awesome 3d, super immersive. And I was like, you know what? That didn't break it because literally I'm watching. Right. And as you're watching a scene, so to give you an example, like somebody walks in, right? And as they're walking in, it's over their shoulder and it's in high frame rate. And then they sit down and then it cuts to the other person and it's normal, like 24 frames. And then it cuts back to the other person. It goes to 60, like back and forth, like in the middle of scenes. Oh, and no, that's terrible. I did not like that. I I, I thought it was super distracting. It, every time it switched back and forth, it ripped me out. And then like, I was like, why would he implement it this way? Because there are parts where it does work really well. Action scene. It looks awesome it looks incredible in action scenes and for the underwater stuff which is like about a third of the movie it looks 
awesome. It looks so good with mm-hmm. that high frame rate look underwater. But then anytime that they're underwater and they're just having a conversation and they, you know, he does that and he switches back and forth. I'm like, dude, this is taking me right out of the fucking movie. Like, why would you do it this way? I think the moment um, you said the high frame rate was a problem, what I imagined was I imagined a situation, and I, I don't know why this is where my brain went. Um, the situation, like uh, in games now, where it transitions from like cutscene to you playing, you know what yes. I mean? Like, there's always that weird little like where all of a sudden you can tell. Yes, um, yes. In, in the good video games, you can't. So, like God of War, yeah, it happens. It happens one or two times in God of War Ragnarok, where I legit was like. I was just standing still, and I was like, "Is this cutscene over?" And then I could move again. And I was like, "Holy shit, that was a smooth one!" But like, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes the last it's just like two. the camera zooms out just enough that you're like, "Oh, okay, now I can play." <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And same thing with like the Last of Us Two, where it's so smooth, right? Where it just takes you, it just goes boom, right? Um, one that wasn't like that was like uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which I, I I don't even remember if they went in and out or if it just like just dropped you into it. Um, yeah. But so it was like that, right? Now imagine you're watching a movie. And it does like a cutscene at 48 frames and then the, the action's at 30 and it just keeps going back and forth. You're like, wait, oh, wait, hold on, why is it doing this, right? Yeah. And I think I mentioned on here before, um, I mean, this won't be an issue and I'll, I, I want to wrap up on, on this topic because, you know, eventually, you know, people will list, like, watching the movie at home, it's not going to have that. But it was just annoying because if this is the way that movies are going, like, I don't want any part of it. Well... I'm split because I'm like, I don't want any part of it, but we should always be experimenting. You know, it doesn't, nobody says that 24 frames is the only way to go, right? Um, right, but the problem is, like, obviously you're not supposed to jump back and forth multiple times. No, 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 it's about the implementation of it, 1,000%. Wasn't there a, didn't you tell me there was a trailer or a movie, maybe a Transformers movie, where, like, the aspect ratio changes, yes, like, violently? Transformers Five. It just goes like it goes boom, boom. It, it like I think they said something. It's like nine or ten at different aspect ratios during the home movie. And I was like, why didn't they just take the slimmest one and just put it on top of the movie and just do that? Yeah. So I was telling uh, Sydney, I was like, the thing that it reminds me most of was the difference between the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises when it comes to IMAX. So in the Dark Knight, there are specific action scenes that are very clearly you know start and end, like when the Joker chases Harvey Dent, where the movies you know with the black bars. And then when the action scene starts, right, when they put him into that, uh, hum, uh, the, the fucking safe truck, it, like, opens up, right? And it stays opened up the whole way. And when the action scene ends, it goes back. And then it stays like that. And then when there's a big action scene again at the end, it opens up, right? So your brain knows. You go, oh, here we go. Good time. Oh, here we go. Action time, right? And then when it ends, you're like, oh, okay, it's over. Right? <laughs> right. But then for The Dark Knight Rises, I guess he had more opportunities to do IMAX. So motherfucker will literally be walking down the hall. And then you'll go down a stairwell, and then you'll get to another hall, and it'll be IMAX. And I'll be like, oh my god, is Alfred about to be attacked? And then he goes into another room, and he goes back small. And I was like, oh, well, then why did he do that? <laughs> and then it'll go like, Bruce Wayne will get into his car, and it's black bars, and then it'll be driving big, and I'm like, oh, action scene. And then it'll cut to a different shot from him inside the car, black bars. And I'm like, so then why? So why? So you're just ripping me in and out of the movie, right? Because it's not like, so there's movies like, um, one of the Mission Impossible movies, and then I forget what other movie does this. Where as the action scene is starting, you see the black bars slowly climb up. Oh, um, Mission Impossible, right? Where it just slowly mm-hmm. doesn't. And before you realize it, you're like, oh, shit. Oh, it's big. Oh, I didn't even notice, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, dude. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm rambling on this. But yeah, if, if you saw it in high frame rate, it looked like ass. Right? I mean, not <laughs> I just I just didn't like it. So the movie itself is pretty good. Um, it's, it's long, but I never felt like it was boring or, or slow. I definitely had my attention the whole time. 
And then the final, the first two acts, you know, are pretty solid and he like sets everything up. But then the finale is fucking incredible where everything just comes down and all of the action set pieces just go off. Um, mm-hmm. I 1000% recommend it in 3D. Um, I think that's like the way to watch it. Um, currently worldwide, I think it's the 12th highest grossing movie ever. And I think it'll end up probably top five in like a month. And then right okay. now, domestic, it's at like four, six, 460. And mm-hmm. so it'll end up around like 700 to like top six or seven all time. Um, it, uh, when it crosses 500 mil, he'll be the first director to have three movies make over 500 mil. Um, the Russo brothers, I mean, just kind of, it's kind of cheating because they have Avengers. They have two, and then J.J. Abrams has two. So, the weird thing to me, and uh, I, I don't know, this one, I think, uh, I know you love it. I feel like, I feel like I'm seeing it's definitely getting worse reviews than the first one. Not uh, like, not um, that people are saying it's bad, but like, it doesn't seem to be getting the love the first one got on release. Yeah, I mean, um, Red Tomato score are pretty close. I think the first one's like 82 or 81, and this one's like at 77. Okay. So it, 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 there is a little bit of a dip. Um, it's just wild to me that a movie that's at a 77 is like the movie that is, you know what I mean? Like a 77 and 82 are two of the highest grossing movies of all time. Yeah. Um, it's just a weird, like, I, I'm just surprised. And also, yeah. again, it probably has something to do with the fact that I've never had any urge to watch either of these movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's weird because it, it's low, and I think the audience score is a little higher than the critics one. Yeah, the audience and, score is like a ninety-two. Yeah, and also the the dip in between week to week that's a big indicator of like popular, uh, just like word of mouth. Like Top Gun opened at a hundred mil and then made seven hundred because you know opening weekend it made like hundred thirty, and then it only dropped like twenty percent to ninety, and then the week after dropped like twenty, and then twenty percent. Whereas most movies drop like you know pretty much fifty, right? Um, it's right. like 50, 50, 50, 50 all the way down. Um, so Avatar opened at like one thirty. It dropped like like forty or fifty in Christmas, and then over New Year's it actually went up. So it actually made more money mm-hmm. in week three than in week two. And then if this week if it holds, it makes like you know drops like thirty percent. Pretty much if it's less than thirty, then really we have like one of the biggest movies of all time. If it's more than thirty, because this will be the first regular weekend, then it's like oh it'll just be, it won't make all the money. It'll just make a bunch of the money. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, Avatar, Avatar two. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the way of water. You want me to go now? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, yeah, you know, check it out if you can, and and, and IMAX especially. Um, I think Sydney and I are going to try. Not high frame rate. rate. <laughs> not high frame rate, and that's the thing that sucks is that because you know when you buy a ticket, it usually says you know three D, non three D, or even something like Dolby, or Dolby Vision, but there is no sort of indicator of a fri- high frame rate on any of the apps. Um, really? On any kind oh, of. That's uh, rough. Yeah, Fandango. So basically, it's just you know, buy at your, at your good luck, I guess. <laughs> um, once yeah, you see, once you see to... everything get real smooth, you're gonna be like, "Fuck!" <laughs> it literally is the opening logo. It's the 20th Century Fox. Well, now it's just 20th Century Films. That is in high frame rate. So the moment you see that logo, the iconic you know 20th Century logo, mm-hmm. um, if you see it looks a little different, a little funky, that that's it. That's you. I mean, I knew instantly. Fuck! <laughs> that thing comes where he's like, "Oh, I fucking biffed it!" <laughs> yeah, I, like, literally. And then when I went to see it with Mikey, it starts starts like normal. I'm like, "Fuck yes!" I, I even texted Sydney. I was like, "No high frame rate." Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, and then fuck yeah, James so, Cameron vision. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of yeah, I, I'm hoping that the IMAX theaters here. I'm gonna go see it one more time with Sydney before it goes out of theaters sometime next month. So hopefully, 
um yeah it'll be back in it'll be in, in non-high frame rate and hopefully uh yeah it'll it'll, it'll look please gotta make it have it look like a normal movie but uh yeah that's avatar the way of water all right man uh that's, that's good check it out if that seems like something that you'd be interested in um mm-hmm. i also watched a movie uh, over this week uh, my original plan, uh, as we mentioned in the podcast, I was going to try and watch Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. Um, that did not happen. Um, my my dad normally tries to watch uh, all the Best Picture nominees once they come out. And um, we had already wanted to see Banshees of Inishirin, Um And when we were done watching that, which is the movie that I watched, he was like... You know, Top Gun Maverick looks like it's like, he's not interested in that movie at all. Like he has no urge because he did. He said he didn't like the first one really. Um, he has no urge to see Top Gun Maverick, but he's like, it's gonna be a Best Picture nominee, so I'm gonna end up watching it. <laughs> so yeah. we're gonna watch it together. Um, so I'll be watching both of those shortly. But we did watch Banshees of Inisherin, nice. which I think will also probably be a Best Picture nominee. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, that. The movie's incredible. It is the only negative I can say about it. And it's not even, it's not fair to call this a negative because like, it's just, it's just how people tell stories. But like, I could see easily, it's also, it's also a lot of the people I work with. Um, A lot of the people I work with are not, you know, really going to be trying to like, think too deep about stuff. Like I tried to recommend severance to somebody and they were like, I watched the first episode. It's just too weird. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) um, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what to do with that, but they want to watch Yellowstone. Um, Yeah, exactly. So like I could see one of those people starting this movie and without knowing that there's anything coming after like 30 minutes being like, this is fucking stupid. Um, like, I think it's incredible because I think the dialogue's funny, but like, there's not much going on very early on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, but obviously as someone, you know, you watch enough movies, you're like, there's obviously going to be more here. There has to be or else, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck was the point? Um, I think I'm, I'm going to try and avoid spoilers here because it's still relatively new. Um, the... I think the character development is absolutely fucking incredible. I think um, if you look at the way the characters start and where the characters end, they end in vastly different places than they started. Mm-hmm. Um, and not once does it ever feel out of character. Like like yeah. somehow we have managed, you know what I mean? Like, like sometimes it, all of a sudden you're just like, okay, like, like the movie's doing this. The character isn't, um, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like a character will just make a, a decision that seems wildly not in cohesion with who they see. And that somehow does not seem to be the, like the case. It all nails all that perfectly. Especially when Um, they do like particularly maybe grisly shit or like, Maybe like, like um, tell lies that are kind of like goofy slash mean. You go like, well, whoa, yeah. whoa, but then they never, like you said, they never feel like, whoa, who is this guy? This is different from the Colin Farrell that was on the screen like five minutes ago. Right, because yeah, it, it's it's incredible, and it maybe 
it may be the situation of um, what Colin Farrell character kind of feels like that makes mm-hmm. it so that really anything is possible. Because um, he feels very much not his age, is what I'll say. Um, and I think that, you know, leads itself to like kind of swinging in different directions. Um, but there's some things that I think the movie, man, all right. So I've listened to a, I listened to one podcast where people were talking about it just cause I wanted to hear like, you know, what people took away from it or anything like that. Some of the thematic stuff. And mm-hmm. like, I listened to like four people talk about it and I was like, you guys, came away with some wildly different points than I did. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what's going on with you, but that's not how I took it. Um, but I, I think, um, the only thing I'll say about it is I think the, there is a conflict, right? And I think the viewpoint for the viewer, like, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, Perspective? Yeah, like the perspective, but there's a there's a like the stand in the stand in for the viewer in this movie, I guess, like where to me it seems like the obvious person who like seems to have the right points at every turn. Um, it, it, there's one person that to me is clear. Um, I guess I, again, I don't, I guess I don't want to give anything away, um, but it is a slightly tertiary character who will, yeah. I, it's, I don't really know how to say it um, without, like, saying the name. I don't know that it's yeah. even a spoiler if I just say it's... I think the the stand-in, to me, at least, was his sister. I don't, mm-hmm. like... I don't know that that's a spoiler. But, like, no. to me, that seemed, like, the very clear, like... Yeah, like, she's right. You know? <laughs> yeah. She's, like, the closest thing we have to, like, an audience surrogate during the movie that it's, like... That's how we would be. Like, you would imagine yourself to be, like, you know, like, Colin Farrell. But then after a while, you're like, wait, that's not really us. That's, like, we, we're just... How we would react? Yeah, he's the protagonist, but like, yeah, there's some other stuff, and like people were talking about like thematic points or like how they feel about certain characters, and like some of the stuff they're saying, I was like, yo, you guys are weird. Like, I can't believe you guys are saying this right now. Um, but uh, we can we can talk more about that either at the end or after the podcast is over. But uh, but yeah, Banshees and Sharon, fucking incredible. Um, it goes from just. It can it can vacillate between like joyful, just nonsensical, funny bits to like just like heart rending, like awful depression to like touching. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. there's just there's everything, and it, and it doesn't. It again, it never feels forced for the sake of the movie. It all feels legitimately how every character could react. Yeah. Um, and did right. you notice the dialogue? Whatever, how I was describing the dialogue, where it's like, it's 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 not, it's not really not necessarily how normal people talk, but it's not like Tarantino or it's not like super chatty. It's like like um, I think in one scene he's asking him, he's like, so why? He's like, why are you not talking to me? He's like, is it because I said something when I was drunk? Because if I said if I had said something to you when I was drunk, then I apologize for saying something to you when I was drunk. So it, it's like. But then after that, he's like, but I don't think I did say anything to you all. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's like, it's like that kind of, it's like flowery. It's like pitter-pattery. Like normal people wouldn't say that. They'd be like, did I say something you were drunk? Because I don't think I did. But if I did, I'm sorry. Right. Something like that. Right. But just the way yeah. that they, there's like the little ones. Yeah. You know. It's also like, I, in this, 
Hmm. Yeah, it is very flowery. The one thing I'm not sure of is like, it takes place in Ireland. I've never been to Ireland. I've read stories about people in Ireland and they love to talk. And I've also known, um, God, what was it? It was, I was watching like a video where like linguists was talking about accents and they said like the one main thing about, um, English is that we've taken uh, a lot of the sing-songiness out of language, whereas other places still have it. Like there's a lot more like up Mm -hmm. and down and it kind of flows. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't surprise me if just Ireland in general kind of talks more flowery, I guess we would say, kind of like it did in this. Kind of like that one, yeah. Also to the to that point though, I don't know if you saw the text I sent you right after you mentioned that, but like the podcast I was listening to, I didn't know anything about this director, but apparently this director before he was directing movies was like uh I don't know how well known, but he was he was known for being a playwright for writing plays. Um and so I, you know, naturally with plays because there's not as much you can do visually, you have to do more vocally and with the language. Um so I imagine that plays a bit into it too. Um, ultimately though, I think the, like I said, the movie's incredible. 10 out of 10. Absolutely. Man. All right. Again, though, I'll see, ah, fuck, I want to say 10 out of 10, go watch it no matter what. But like I said, I had motherfuckers told me severance was weird. So like, I could see a dude get 30 minutes of this and be like, I don't know, this is boring. Um, or just being like, or like having a hard time understanding the accents. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. and immediately bailing. Yeah. Oh, my, my, uh. Uh, this is not a big deal, but like my dad at one point, he was like, what are they saying? Uh, like, and it was when they were saying, are you rowing? Um, but they say it kind of fast. And so like, mm. I was like, I think they're saying like, are you rowing? Like having a row? Like, and he was like, oh, okay. All right. We're good. Like, it, uh, like he caught everything else. And there was like a couple things. I was like, what did they say? And he told mm. me, um, but I could see if you're not used to even watching like any foreign films or any films with thick accents, you immediately be like, Ooh, I can't. I remember yeah. the first time I tried to watch Deadwood, um, which mm-hmm. is just like old, you know what I mean? It's not even like foreign, it's just old. Like, I was like, fuck, man. And granted, it was a long time ago, but I was like, fuck, it's hard to understand what these motherfuckers are saying. Why are you trying to um, subtitles? Fuck. Right. And I hate, like, it doesn't bother me with foreign films because you have to. But like, I've I've I didn't used to hate subtitles just because like my wife keeps them on with everything, and then someone pointed out to me they hate subtitles because they just read it instead of watching it, even if yep. they can understand it. Yep. And then I noticed I was doing it, and now I hate them. Like I didn't hate them before, now I hate them. Like I'm just like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, I I don't mind them on like I hate them as well, but I don't mind them on like dramas because it's like yeah you know whatever you get it. I fucking hate hate them during a scary movies. Action movies, well, not action movies as much, and fucking comedies, dude. They destroy yeah. comedies. Like, you're watching a comedy show, they, they give you that punchline, like, literally a full, almost a full second before. So you read it and you go, oh my god, here it comes. Oh, yeah, you see, like, you, read the, you read the fucking setup and the punchline on the same subtitle. Yes. And then you're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, I'm telling Cindy, I'm like, this, you don't, she's watching, like, Superstore. I'm like, this doesn't ruin it for you? Like, don't you, isn't you want to watching it to laugh? And then the fucking punchline, they are, like, literally, like, you, your brain registers it before they even say it. Right. But, uh, but yeah, so I would, I think it's a 10 out of 10. Um, I think if it sounds interesting to you, watch it. I think if it doesn't sound interesting to you, you might not want to watch it. Um, does that, does that sound fair to you? Like, if yeah, it seems I like something so, yeah. you would like, definitely watch it. But, like, yeah. if you feel like you're on the fence about it, then I probably wouldn't. Yeah. Um, I am. I agree. So, yeah, Banshees of Inishirin, um, Colin Farrell. Oh, my God. 
Also, Colin Farrell, that man has the most expressive eyebrows in the fucking world. <laughs> like, his his eyebrows are out here schmoving, bro. They're just mm-hmm. fucking getting after it this whole movie. And it do, it's not distracting. Like, I noticed it, but I was like, yo, he's killing it. <laughs> like, yeah, he's he's out here doing the rock fucking eyebrow. Like, he, he's going in. Um, I think uh, yeah. for Best Actor, it's like a three-way tie or like a three-way race right now. I think it's him. Um, Austin Butler for Elvis and uh, Brendan Fraser for um, The Whale. So I think it's them three. I don't think there's a clear front runner yet. I think in a few weeks, like as they start to give away more awards for different like organizations, we'll we'll get a, a front runner. But right now, I think it's them three. The thing is, I, this movie is so character driven that you could convince me that the four main people in this movie could all. I mean, like. I, I guess you couldn't convince me that they'll all win just because naturally, like the same reason we don't like giving MVPs to the same guys like yeah. a million times in a row. Um, but like you can make a solid case to me for Colin Farrell's best actor, Brandon Gleason as best supporting actor, um, Carrie Condon for best supporting actress. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one's harder just because it would have to go in the same category as Brandon Gleason. But I think, uh, I don't know how you pronounce his name. I think it's Barry Keegan. Uh, I think uh, Kyogen. Kyogen. Yeah. Barry Kyogen fucking kills it too. Like yeah. he's a much more minor role than Brandon Gleason, and he doesn't necessarily do it better because Brandon Gleason also fucking killed it. But like, if Brandon Gleason wasn't there and you told me he was going to be nominated for best supporting actor, I'd be like, yeah, no, I get it. No, yeah, I think both um, of them will. I, I think I, I for sure think that I, I think I would be surprised if all four of them aren't nominated. Okay, I w- I wasn't sure like how movies feel or like how you know. Um, the Oscars feel about nominating like two supporting people from the same movie in the same category. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't sure mm-hmm. if that's a thing they try to avoid. It, um, they did it for, um, what was the movie a couple years ago? Judas and the Black Messiah. They put Lakeith Stanfield and what's his name? Uh, nope. And Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. They put them both in supporting actor and people were upset because it's, I mean, if you watch the movie, I think you've said you watched it. It's very clearly Keith's movie. It's like his story. And some people were like, well, what the fuck? Just because like, he's not in, like it's his story and he's not, but he's not like front and center the whole time. He doesn't mean that he's not the the main actor. Right. So I think, yeah, like, but I think at that point too, though, like, uh, like regardless of who you want to argue goes in which spot, I feel like, you have to split them up. You know what I mean? Like, right, yeah. Like, they are the two central characters. Um, so, one of them is the act, you know, actor, the other one's supporting actor. You know, regardless of, you know, because, like, it's it's definitely Lakeith's movie, but the movie is about... I guess it's still about Lakeith, but, like, I mean, Daniel Kaluuya's character is the, t- the titular character. You know what I mean? Um, and so, like... Uh, I don't know. Like it's uh, I just I you can't have both supporting. So there's no lead actor. It's just two supporting ones. You know what I mean? It just feels like a a cop out a little bit. Um, yeah. but but yeah. Um, so they did it with that movie. Yeah, I, I think all four of those people could could definitely be nominated for each category. Um, but I don't want to take up too much more time with Banshee's Inishin. But yeah, I thought it was absolutely incredible. Um, it's the first movie in a long time that I've watched that. I guess I just want to say is like, uh, I guess it's a drama, right? Um, that isn't just like big action movie, big Marvel movie, or big horror movie. Yeah. Um, 
it's definitely the first one that's not in those categories I've watched in a while, and I was really pleased with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was excellent. I think I put it number two in my top ten of uh, 2022. Yeah, I love okay. it. Okay. All right. Um, so what else you got? Yeah, I have uh, two animated movies, uh, both of which I think will be nominated for Best Animated Feature at the Oscars. I okay. make, uh, actually, I'm going to guarantee it. I think I'm guaranteeing both of them will be nominated for Best Animated Features at the Oscars. And Pinocchio, one of them is uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, and the other one is Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. And I mm-hmm. would not be surprised if Pinocchio sneaks into Best Picture. But that one's more of a stretch. I don't want to guarantee that one. Uh, but both of them are fantastic. Um, so I watched Pinocchio um, in in theaters. It's on Netflix, and I think they only put it in theaters for a couple of days. But Cindy and I went, and it was awesome. Like it was lovely, and I and it it's um stop motion animated. So you know it's like you know you move a little bit and stuff, and it was incredible. I mean, it looks awesome, and the cast is really good. Um, the stories is kind of the one that you remember, but it's a little different, and they insert things in there that are more real life than maybe. They would have. So it takes place in like Italy in the 19, 1920s or 1930s. So during the rise of fascism. So that plays a role in it. Um, and so it was great. It was awesome. Sydney and I both loved it. I, I put it in my top 10 of the year as well. Um, and then when we were up in New York a couple of days before we left, I forget where I saw it. I think it was on Twitter. And somebody was like, the exhibit at the uh, Museum of Modern Art, the MoMA. And I was like, what? And I Googled it. And they had like the little... Um, like a little exhibit on the making of the movie, like the little bits and like the designs and stuff. And that's awesome. We, yes, yeah, so we we went when we were up there because one of the days was really rainy, and so we went to see it. And you see, like every single like you see the, the Pinocchio doll, which ends up being about six inches, right? That's the main one they use. And you see every single little fucking screw and socket and every single little thing. It, it's just nuts, dude. It's it, it's it's incredible. Um, and then they have like the the on the wall and on TVs, they have the, uh, like, uh, what's it called? The time-lapse. So you see, like, it's like, you see Pinocchio jumping in through the woods, skipping, and he's, like, you know, running through the woods, and it's, like, a 10-second clip. But you mm-hmm. see how long it takes, and it probably takes, like, four days, because you see one guy, it's the same guy, and he changes shirts, like, four times during the 10 seconds. <laughs> okay. Like, Holy shit. I mean, that dude worked on that 10 seconds for, like, four or five days. Wait, so um, is this, uh, I, I didn't know. Is this, uh, like, stop motion? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh my yeah. god! Every time I see anything stop motion now, I think of that fucking what is it? Uh, Park is it Parks and Rec? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like where, he, where he's like, look at this thing I made, and it, it's the fucking it's like twelve seconds of stop motion. He's like, that took me two weeks. <laughs> yeah, incredible. And and the thing is, like when they're walking, that looks crazy, right? When the camera's moving as it's doing it, you're like, fuck, that must have taken so long. But the really incredible parts are like the close-ups, right? They pick up dirt. And you see the dirt move, and you're like, how long did it take for them to move every single little pebble for the dirt to move? Like somebody picks up like a dirt, puts their hand under it, and then like, you know, puts something in the dirt and then covers it up and makes it nice and flat. And it looks like it would like in real life. It's just just insane. Mm-hmm. So um the story, like the story stuff is incredible. You know, like I said, it's about, you know, this kid's in his innocence and also about grief and you know, the reasons as to why he would want to make a wooden a wooden boy and um also, the ending was really good. Um, and so I watched that one here in theaters at, at the Alamo, but I think it's on Netflix now. So if you want to see it, it's on there now. And then over Christmas break, I took my before, niece. To- hold on. Before we move on super yeah. quick, can you imagine my confusion when I go to Rotten Tomatoes? 
because I I hadn't seen what like what people thought of this movie, and I looked up Pinocchio twenty twenty two, and there's a different twenty twenty two Pinocchio movie oh, that yeah. has like a twenty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, this motherfucker said this might make this picture, and then I was like, <laughs> I saw the picture and I was like. Nah, it's not. I, I remember this Pinocchio does not look like cartoon Pinocchio. And then I like typed in Guillermo del Toro, and it's like, oh, that's a different one. <laughs> yeah, because like, why did they make two Pinocchios this year? What are the chances? So Disney made like a like a live action remake of their version. You know how they've been doing like Lion King and all the other movies yeah. and shit. And they made one for Disney Plus that came over came out over Labor Day weekend. It was a piece of shit. It was terrible, <laughs> dude. And so like Tom Hanks plays uh what's his name Geppetto, right? Yeah, yeah, he plays him, and it's like not very good. And uh, the Honest Trailer guys actually did uh, Honest Trailer of like every every uh, Pinocchio movie that came out this year because apparently it was like this one, the good one, the shitty one, and then there was like a super low budget animated one where Polly Shore voiced Pinocchio, and so okay. it was the one where that clip. I don't know if you've seen it. Where he's like, "Father, when can I go out to live on my own?" That that I don't know if you've ever seen that, but <laughs> not seen that. But I need um, to. <laughs> it went viral on Twitter a, a while ago. But um, so that one came out, and it's like one of those like direct to to, to like, like was it Tubi or some some shit like you know like those like super low budget. Um, yeah, let me show you. I'm gonna send this to you because you have to play. It's like a yeah Lionsgate. It, and so, um, yeah, they did an honest trailer for it. But, yeah. And so this one's fantastic. I just texted you the clip if you want to listen to it on here. <laughs> and, <laughs> okay, hold on. Did you send it to me on a Messenger? Uh, text. God, all right. I love that they did the SpongeBob fucking capitalization <laughs> for it. That's my favorite part about this already. Um, God, hold on. Let's fucking... All right. Uh, let's turn that off. Father, when can I leave to be on my own? I've got a <laughs> whole world to see. You want... That that's <laughs> awful, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> that um, shit sounds like some big mouth. <laughs> it's like some robot. Yeah, father. When can I be on my own? Um, and so yeah, this one's fantastic, dude. Check it out. It it is, um, a little macaw. It, it it's not for like seven year olds. I think it's more yeah. like, you know how I was telling you about Gremlins being more for like 9 or 10 year olds? It's like that. It's yeah. like the highest level okay. of PG you can get. So if you were like, let's, come on kids, let's sit down and watch Pinocchio. You know, it's about the little wooden boy. And you're like, and your kids are like, you know, three or four or five. They might not A, get it or be like, what is this? This is kind of scary. Um, and uh, so yes, yeah. But the one that they might actually like that, well, they will like it. But there is a caveat to that is uh, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Um, okay. so I wanted to go watch this one with my niece because, um, I, this thing, because, uh, I was like, oh, you know, I, I don't, I've never taken her to the movies and I'm here for Christmas break for a few days. And this, this one's supposed to be really good. I think it's got like a 96 or 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. That shit's wild to me. I had, first of all, didn't even know this movie was coming out. Second of all, if I had known this movie was coming out, I still would have never expected that score. Yeah, it's crazy high. And I so this is the sequel. They came out with the first one, I think back in like 2010, 2011. Yeah, it has been a hot minute. Yeah, basically when like the last when the Shrek movies were like at the peak of their popularity. And I really like that one. Um it has this really funky sense of humor 
um, that I really, really dug when I watched it back then. Um, it's kind of like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, um, sort of like off kilter a little bit. And I really enjoyed it back then. And like, it's about like Humpty Dumpty and Zach Galifianakis voices, uh, Humpty Dumpty and his voice is so peculiar that um, he really, <laughs> excuse me, um, makes it really funny. Um, and so this one came out. And so that one is, nom- is is animated kind of exactly like Shrek. You know, it has that Shrek look. This one okay. is nom- is animated more like um, Spider-Verse where it's got a very distinct look to it. If you watch the trailer, it's got this very distinct, like, sort of cartoony, like, uh, comic booky look to it. And I think it looks great. Um, It's really funny. The story is really good. It's really heartfelt. And um, I had a a great time with with the voice acting. Uh, John Mulaney plays, like, one of the bad guys, and he's great. And there's, like, um, Goldilocks and the Three Bears, and Florence Pugh voices Goldilocks. And they're all trying to get after this last wish from the Falling Star. Um, okay. and it actually has like really great action scenes. So in the beginning, he's like, you know, he's going through his character arc. He's like super cocky and he's like, I'm pushing boots. I'm the greatest I've ever been. He's like singing at, a, at, a, at like a party and everybody's going nuts. And then their music awakens like a troll, like a giant. And he like, mm-hmm. start, like comes and stomps into town. And I was like, Oh, like, I wonder how they're going to handle this. He'll probably like the troll will stop and like go like sit down somewhere or something. Cause I was like, well, you know, I, they don't have the budget for a big action scene. Like I can't imagine how they would do a, an action scene, but they do. And it's fucking awesome. Like a big, like I was <laughs> like, this is like big Marvel action scene where he's like flying through the city, like as a cat and stuff. And the troll is doing damage and it looks like big. Like I know it, it's, um, you know how we were talking about, um, you talk about how animated movies say their budget. So they can give you like one big action scene. Right. Yeah, I forget what term you, you you mentioned it, and it's like I was like, oh well, they they're not gonna blow their whole budget in the first thing, and they didn't, but it looked like it. And there's like two or three action scenes that are really good throughout the movie. So I think oh, um, it was uh, I was talking about um, animes, like yeah. uh, in certain episodes of an anime, like people people that are paying enough attention will notice that there has to be a big action scene coming up in this episode because the rest of the episode are like just shots over the shoulder without much happening. Mm-hmm. And it's because they have to save, um, it was called like pencil mileage. Mm-hmm. They have to save mm-hmm. like the amount of time they're going to send sketching stuff out for the action scene. So the rest of yeah. that episode is just like bare minimum. Um, but yeah, so you like this, you're like, there's no way they're going to use, like there's no way they're going to have a huge action scene this early. Cause that means the rest of their budget has to go somewhere. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 No, but they do. And it looks incredible. Um, what was I going to say about it? The great action scenes. Oh, and then the big, there's a, the main villain. The main, main villain is the big bad wolf. And he comes in and he's like, hey, puss. And he's like, kind of really scary. And even as I was watching, I was like, this guy's actually like legitimately freaky. And he like, his eyes are red and he got like little, his pupils are like little black dots. And he's like, puss, I'm coming for you. And I was like, this is actually kind of, I'm like, is this scary? <laughs> like this is actually kind of, you know, it's, it's teetering on the line. And so then the next day, my niece was over when I was working. And I was like, hey, Addy, did you like the movie? And she was like, yeah, it was really good. You know, but the wolf, it gave me dreams that were scary or like, or something like that. I was like, oh, the wolf gave you nightmares. I texted Sydney because she wasn't there. And I was like, she gave her nightmares because she came with me. And I was like, I feel kind of bad now. <laughs> but, <laughs> and you're like, but it was a great movie. It was a great movie. No, she liked it. Like, and it's I was worth like, the you know, cost. 
<laughs> yeah. The she, ends she, justify the means. Yeah, but she's really mature because I was like, I mean, hey, did you want to talk about it? I mean, you know it's not real. She's like, yeah, I know it's not real, but it was still scary. I, I don't think I'll get a nightmare tonight. I was like, okay, cool. So I think she was like, she probably woke up and she was like, God damn, that wolf got me again, motherfucker. Ugh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did two animated movies, both fantastic. Probably just because of the wolf, I'd say both of them are for kids, maybe like eight and up, nine and up. Definitely not okay. like something like Nemo or what's like a super kitty movie? Toy, mm, Monsters, Inc. Two, Monsters Inc. Right? Like it's not like super kitty kitty. Like you can't just be like. Hey, you're three years old. You can sort of start start to watch movies. Let's watch this or that. You know, right. not like Frozen or Moana, right? It's a little bit more than that. OG Toy Story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um. So that yeah, I I remember being legitimate. Like I started hearing great things about it, and I was like, "This movie? Are you sure?" Oh, I got it. Um, but yeah, it's got nothing but great reviews. Um, uh, I, I am just so shocked that this is a thing. Um, I never saw the first one, mm-hmm. but I remember when the first one came out, maybe it was unwarranted, but like, I remember immediately thinking like, oh, soulless cash grab. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, oh, you found the popular character and now you're just going to try and make a spin off of that. Um, and so it's weird to come back uh, to, to something like that 11 or 12 years later and just absolutely kill it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a very odd choice. Like, who's the guy who went to pitch pitch it, right? And it was like, I want to make a Puss in Boots movie. And they're like, huh? Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. You must be talking about a different Puss in Boots because the one we're talking about is from 12 years ago. Yeah, um, especially because um, DreamWorks has had a little bit of a rough time the last few years. Like, they're... They're, I think now they're owned by Universal, like DreamWorks, the studio, I think sold them or they like, um, separated. Um, and so they, and then they haven't had like, you know, they were trying to keep up with Disney for the longest time in terms of budgets, but Disney can drop, you know, 150, 200 mil on these movies. And I just don't think DreamWorks was able to keep up in that arms race. And so I think, you know, they focused more on the aesthetic look to a movie and keeping them sort of, you know, a little bit on the lower budget side. So that's why, I don't know if you saw that movie that came out earlier last year, uh, The Bad Guys, based on some books, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah with the shark and the wolf and the snake and all those. Yep. Um, that one was supposed to be pretty solid, too. And I think that one made a bunch of money, but it was you know, fairly relatively low budget compared to something like Lightyear or Turning Red. Yeah, I think I actually saw something uh, about... Uh, that movie, the uh, the bad guys, and I think it also got great reviews, and I was not expecting that either. Um, just doesn't I, I don't know why. Uh, it just like to me, it just seemed like it was. Man, this is super hateful, right? But like the emoji movie, like like I just like it was like ah cash grab, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. just random thing to attract kids that will want to watch it, but. Yeah. Uh, it seems like it's got great reviews. That's also probably great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy because the same studio, you know, they made the Emoji movie. And then I think that was 2014 or 2015. And then in 2018, they come out with Spider-Verse. So it's it's yeah. crazy like how easily they can swing either way in, in, um, at a studio. Yeah. Also, I just, I just looked at the bad guys and saw that uh, the wolf is Sam Rockwell, who I absolutely love. Um, so that uh, I might have to watch that at some point. Yeah. Um, God, there's a scene in a movie that he's in 
and I feel like it might be one of the Charlie's Angels movies because I think he's the bad guy in one. Mm-hmm. Where he's like in his penthouse, and he's just like doing this little dance, and it kills me every time I've ever. Yeah, done. I think it is that one. Yeah, I think he dances <laughs> in um, Iron Man Two as well. <laughs> okay, maybe, but like it kills me every time I see it. Um, but all right, yeah, Puss in Boots, uh, The Last Wish, right, is the name of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so definitely uh, sounds like that's a winner. Maybe not for small children, much like Pinocchio, but uh, definitely check both of those out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will go with, um, I'll talk about both of mine um, real quick. I watched Severance Season 1, um, so, you know, only season that's out. Um, that was incredible. I, man, I knew, I knew the premise because we had talked about it, um, but like, I just did not imagine it going in the direction it went. I, I just assumed it was going to have a lot more just like schlocky comedy based around mm-hmm. like the the premise, and it does not. And it goes, like I said, it goes in directions I was not expecting, and it's incredible the whole way. Um, got the last two, definitely kind of the last two and a half episodes are just fucking rocket ships, bro. They do mm-hmm. not slow down. Like, it's like, hey, just so you know, we're getting to the ending. It's time to go. Like, and it just <laughs> doesn't. Like, it, like, there's no lulls for, like, that whole fucking two and a half episodes. Even the shit that seems like it should be lulls aren't. You know what I mean? Like, it, like, kind of is, but not enough. Um, so, you, the whole time, it just feels like an adrenaline dump. Um, they're, they're great. Uh, I think... I put it, I put it, I mean, it's, it's a different show, right? So it's, it's, it's probably stupid to make this comparison, but just in terms of the amount I enjoyed it, I mean, I think it's right there with Barry for me. I think they're like neck and neck. Um, Barry offers different things than Severance does, so it's hard for me to place one over the other, but uh, I really, and also Barry gets like a little extra bonus credit for pulling it off for three full seasons. Um, But I I mean, it's incredible. I have no idea what they're going to do with season two. Um, like, I just, I don't know. I texted you, I was like, I don't know what the fuck goes on. And I was like, here's one thing, but obviously that, that doesn't even really make sense. And I was like, but I don't, I don't know how they clean this up. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know where all these loose ends get tied at. Oh, um, yeah. So, so. And it's crazy because I believe this was the, that creator's like first or second thing. Like, it's, it, it, he hasn't been around much. I mean, Ben yeah. Stiller, the director, he directed most of the episodes. He's, you know, he did, um, Escape from Dinamora, which I talked about last year, yep. and something else that was really good. But this is like a second TV show that's been like critically acclaimed, and it's going to win a shit ton of awards. So um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so really happy with that. And then the other thing I watched, um, again, that's another one, kind of mentioned it earlier when I brought up, uh, when we were talking about Banshees. Um, uh, I think it's absolutely incredible. Um, the same person that might think that shit is hard to watch at the beginning for Banshees, you might not be the person for, for Severance. Um, I think this one's a little more straightforward. Um, I think this one's a little more just generically watchable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, some people are not going to be into that. Yeah. Um, now a movie that I think is complete or not a movie, a show that is completely generically watchable by anybody for any reason. Um, I watched seasons one and two of Ted Lasso. Also, mm. um, also incredible, a little, uh, 
Man, uh, season two, I hate the ultimate through line. Um, I don't, it didn't feel right to me. Like, it didn't, um... With Nate or... or... Yes, Nate. Okay. Um, like, the the scene at the end, right, where he's like, this is why this, blah, 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 fuck mm-hmm. you, blah, blah, blah. Um, I was like, this doesn't, like, even feel... I don't know, like, it doesn't even feel warranted, and I guess that's kind of the point based on the, you know, the preview of season three you get. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he's clearly not necessarily supposed to be the most sympathetic, um, but it's still just like, man, like, I, I don't know, it just, it kind of comes out of nowhere all of a sudden, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. at season two, episode one, he's acting in a way that he never would have acted in any of season one. Obviously, time has passed, blah, blah, blah. And there's, like, one thing I feel like I can point out that happens in Season 2 where I'm like, I guess I get where you're coming from, but it's, like, it feels too over-exaggerated to feel natural, I Mm -hmm. guess. Um, But that's not really what the show is, I guess. Like, the the show's not about a large conflict with villains and heroes. You know what I mean? Like, the show is about, like, intrapersonal lessons with, like, kind of some cliche sports stuff that it pulls off because it just leans into it super hard. Yeah. Um, and it does all of that great. So it's like not something I'm willing to ding it for and say like it kind of sucks because of this. Mm. But I I just was very surprised that that's the direction they went. Um, yeah. with that character. No, uh, yeah, I how, agree. How long has season two been out? Uh, a year and some change now, I think. I mean, uh, do we do we feel like it's too early to say anything spoilery about season two? Um, maybe. Okay. All right. I don't know because it's still in the last few years, and I don't know. I always hear people being like, "I should watch it. I should watch it." So maybe. Okay. All right. Here's here's the thing I can give away without giving anything, or I can say without giving anything away. Like, I feel like the ultimate, not ultimate, the most symbolic thing that I can point to to be like, "What the fuck is this?" Regarding that character is the spit. I'm like, "What, Mm. what is this? What is this? Mm -hmm. What are we doing?" Like, I, I know it gives us, like, the, this person said this, so this, but it's still just, I'm like, come on, dog. Like, <laughs> who are you? Um, like, like, fucking reggae is becoming popular. Drake does one dance and controller. And, like, I, I mean, like, I guess, but also, who are you, dog? <laughs> <laughs> um, this isn't you. Uh, but yeah, so that, that kind of level with Nate, like that's, uh, I don't know, it felt weird. Um, yeah, I think, oh, oh, no, I was just gonna say, yeah, I, I, um, I could kind of see them going that way, especially early on when he's being a bully, I'm like, oh, are they gonna, are they like, are, they, are things happening? And then. Oh, for sure. I definitely saw it going that way, but I, I, I just assumed it was going to be a thing handled. I, I just, yeah, I thought it was going to be a thing handled. Yeah. I guess. Like, you know what I mean? Just like, um, no different than things are handled with Jamie Tart and Roy in season one. Right? Like, okay. like yeah. handled internally and, like, finished. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Okay. But, but, uh, but yeah. I, just, <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I definitely see it going that way. Yeah, and I think, um... Oh, uh, when you were watching season two, when they had the funeral episode, were you like, 
this is wherever that the season ended. <laughs> yes, he still has two more episodes to go. Oh no, I did not. Uh, I happened. <laughs> so wait, that's what happened to you? Yeah, you remember because I was like, oh season, season one has ten episodes, and then I'm watching season two. I was like, well, it's ten again, and then the tenth episode ends at the funeral, and it's sort of like. Not, I mean, the, the loose strings aren't tied up, but I'm like, well, I guess since they knew that they were getting three seasons, that they were like, well, we don't have to, re- you know, end everything right away. We can stretch it out over multiple seasons, you know? And that episode oh, ends no. like in such like a little bow. And I was like, I mean, yeah, okay, okay. Well, thank you to the last we'll see you, you know, <laughs> like a year or two. And then I was like, wait. And then I think I saw a tweet or something and they mentioned like a scene. And I was like, wait, I didn't see that. And then I checked uh, Wikipedia and there was like, yeah, this season two has 12 episodes instead of 10. And I was like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That That is a wild, <laughs> that is a wild stop. I could see why you would stop there if you didn't know. You know what I mean? Like I could, mm-hmm. I could see it. Right. Um, but that's wild. That's all. That's all you, I mm-hmm. guess when you're like, ah, I guess it's okay. And then everyone's like, oh man, blah, blah, blah. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. God. Oh man. The thing, yeah, never mind. Because you'd have left that thinking that main conflict we're talking about had no conclusion, and I'd have been right, furious because yeah. the whole time I was like, "Man, this shit's gotta come to a head." You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. The one, the one episode I did not like, and I, man, that I, no, nah, I take answer. it back. I what the um, Coach Beard, Coach episode. Beard's late night, yeah. Didn't like it. I was like, I I mean, I guess, but this shit just feels like some filler, bro. <laughs> mm. I, I don't know what purpose it served. I, I don't know that it has to, um, but I'm just like, I, I don't know. I just walked away from that episode. Multiple times that episode, I was like, Jesus Christ, this thing going to be over soon? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, he, he doesn't have a lot of characters, so maybe it just fleshes him out a little more. Um... But, like, it doesn't even... I don't know. I don't know what the purpose was. I don't know why it's there. Um, you could delete that episode. The way you missed episodes 11 and 12, you could have missed episode 9, I think it was, and nothing would be different. You're like, like, it'd just be the exact same show. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, anyways, Ted Lasso, season 1 and 2, really solid. Definitely, that's a, that's a, that's a definite watch for anybody, I think. Um, really, really good. Also, fucking both seasons at multiple points. Uh, again, I've talked about this a million times. Bro, cried my eyes out. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me, dog. I just, I just be, they be saying shit and I just be crying. They, I, I cry sometimes when they don't say shit. There's a point where literally you have season two. You have no idea what that fucking letter says. He mm, reads mm-hmm. it. I have no idea what it says. Crying. Don't know why, bro. I Just crying. <laughs> like, I don't know what was in the letter. I can only assume crying. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, it, yeah, I mean, it, it's like one of those that just, like, hits you. And you're like, God damn, show. You did it again. <laughs> right. It. And it's crazy when you, when you consider, you know, now that you've seen this, you're like, God damn, this is great TV. That you go, SNL had all these guys, right? Like, Bill Hader, um... Jason Sudeikis, Andy Samberg. I mean, I know he has he doesn't have like his equivalent to this, but you know he has the Lon- the Lonely Island movies, and those are pretty good too. I mean, nothing like he has this, his but... own level of outside success. That's like, exactly pretty yeah. And so you go Brooklyn like, Nine Nine. Oh, oh right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What's 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 the uh, what's the movie? 
The um, Popstar? Palm Springs. Oh, Palm Springs, Popstar, Hot Rod, right? Like, he's got, like, those. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's really cool to, you know, look back at SNL in, like, 2010 or 20, 2009 and be like, wow, all these guys would go on to make, like, amazing shows. And even Will Forte, who I don't think, you know, he had the MacGruber movie, MacGruber show, and I think he had, um, what's that show on Fox? The Last Man on Earth. So everybody's, like, had, you yeah. know, which I know I never watched, but I've heard was, you know, I never watched. The people who watched it loved it, and I think that was it. Um, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, every, all of them have had like some sort of like a little bit of success. You know, Kristen Wiig, Oscar nominee, Bridesmaids, one of the best, uh, I guess, comedies of all time. So, yeah, it's just Amy Poehler has Parks and Rec. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you if you were an SNL that around that time, you don't have anything. You're a fucking loser. <laughs> um, yeah, I. The one thing uh, is completely unrelated to that. I will say, um, watching this show, the the main thing it's taught me is that um, Jason Sudeikis rocks the fuck out of a mustache, bro. I don't like. I I'm, I want it. I'm, I'm like, I see that. I'm like, yo, if I could rock a mustache like that, I'd be killing it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that shit is incredible. Um, but uh, but yeah, definite definite watch. Um, I'm glad I was able to get through that before my Apple TV uh, subscription ended. Nice. Um, and then you just got to wait for season three and for, um, what's it called, uh, Severance season two to, like, line up and get, like, you know, build up, and then you can... Exactly. Dude, fucking pay one month and knock it all out again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so that's everything. No, you have one more. Um, yeah, just the White Lotus season two. If you like White Lotus season one, check it out. If you like just, like, a nice, breezy, fun... Uh, uh, like ensemble comedy series, uh, check it out. I, I really enjoyed it. Good deal. Um, well, uh, do you want to talk? Uh, I would say the holiday recap we can do very quickly if you want. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, like any... just the World Cup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so holiday stuff. Uh, anything? Anything great uh, for you on the holidays? Anything? Anything big? Yeah. Um, just like little. I mean, at this point, it, I, I love getting gifts that are either so either vinyls or 4Ks because I'm always going to want more and anything that I can use tactically, right? So, like, my parents got me this uh, set that had, like, gloves, a scarf, and a beanie. And I was like, oh, thank fuck. This is awesome. This is just what I wanted. Um, Especially because I left my scarf in New York and I'm coming. (laughs) It was freezing in my face. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I got that. And I got something else. I forget what. But, yeah, yeah, anytime I get them, I'm like... Do this like now. I'm like, this is awesome. I think I got um, like a Criterion Collection sh- uh, shirt, which I'm like, cool. I got Spider Man No Way Home on 4K. I got okay, okay, one more that I can't remember, but yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, just like a vinyl here or there. So, yeah, just you know, very basic stuff. And you know, like I, I think I mentioned on here before, you know, the days of the big one are kind of gone, right? The days of like waking up and having a, a a 360 or even a PS1 or a bike or something, something that you go, holy shit, my life has changed. Those aren't, right. that's not the thing anymore. Um, but, you know, it's still nice to get like a couple of things that actually, you know, are useful. Yeah. So uh, things I got that were like uh, winners, I guess. Um, uh, got a new computer chair because mine was uh, starting to get on its last leg there. Um, the best part about that was that it was put together already. Uh, oh, by the person yes. who gave me the gift. So I just fucking threw that bitch in my car. <laughs> Got home. Fucking was like, eh, no, no fucking headache with this one. 
Um, just it, put it up. And it's kind of how I was saying where it's like you, um, you know, it, it you go, if you're a kid, you're like, hey, when you're going to be an adult, you're going to get a chair. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but then now you're like, fuck yes, it's just what I needed. My last one was breaking down. Like, it, like it's a tactical, real, useful gift. Oh yeah, the my dad uh, my dad was talking. He's like he's like changed the way he feels about gifts. Where like, um, you know, even with uh, my sister who's like ten, um, he's like I feel like any gift I give that is the most used is the best gift, regardless of mm-hmm. you know, like how they felt about it when they opened it. Like like <laughs> you know, she's like she's had gifts that she loved like aggressively for a week, and then like they just fall aside, and it's like. Nah, like he, one of the ones he got her was like, she has a tablet. He got her one of those little keyboards that like folds up and it flips out. He's like, she's going to use that shit all the time. That's the best one. Like, <laughs> that's, that's the best gift I got her was this keyboard. They got her other stuff, but she's like, he's going to use that forever. Um, but, uh, I got that. I got, uh, Disco Elysium, which, uh, is a game that like, I don't know that I would have ever bought it myself but like i've been super interested in like kind of from a distance because i've heard nothing but great things about it and it from my understanding it's just like a different kind of experience um in terms of like games so i was excited about that um the one i'm the most excited about though Mm -hmm. uh probably is i got a a piece of something um i put it on a list um my dad's side of the family uses this thing called Gifster, and you can just, like, put a bunch mm. of stuff mm-hmm. on there, and then that way, like, they have an idea, at least. Um, but one of the things is just, like, a little piece for something, and uh, I, it, it's a piece for, like, a um, like a fight stick for, mm-hmm. like, a, like fighting games. Um, and so, like, I, the thing was, is, like, I want to build my own, like, a custom one. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, a little pricey, and I, like, uh, you know what I mean? I don't know if I was going to do it or not. So I put it on the list, and I was like, if I get it off of the, if somebody gets this for me off of this list, that's my sign to, like, full commit to to getting this done. And I got it, so I'm, like, fucking full sense. Like, now, now like, I'm super into it. I'm, like, buying all the parts so that I can put it together. Um, I'm really excited to, to finish with that. I'm waiting on a couple parts to come in. Um... And I have a friend doing some artwork for me who does seems to do some pretty good uh, pretty good stuff from what I've seen. So I'm really excited um, to see what that ends up looking like by the time it's all said and done. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I'm if if it ends up looking as incredible as I'm hoping, I'm definitely posting that posting that shit everywhere. Nice. Um, yeah. But yeah, other than that, I mean, you know, like I got I got like two full packs of socks. I was like, God, it's a fucking banger, bro. I, like <laughs> I know that sounds stupid, but I'm like, bro, a fresh pair of socks feels so good. Like when oh, they're yeah. still tight, they got the elastic, you know what I mean? It's soft and like super tight on your feet at the same time. I'm like, oh, it's perfect. Yeah, dude. I, wow. and I always try to throw out like old ones. Like I'll be like, all right, I oh, added yeah. the, you know, six new ones. I can at least throw out like four or five. Like I just got to find the rattiest, ratty ones and just fucking throw the yeah. bitches in the trash. Yeah, for sure. You're like, mm, this one looks like it might have a hole in it soon. Boom, trash. <laughs> um, exactly. That was that was one thing. Uh, <laughs> it was for Father's Day, I think. My wife was like, she got me a, like a bunch of gifts, I, and like it was like Father's Day, and I was like, I don't. Why'd you get me so much for Father's Day? And like, I had like four things to open. Um, I was like, all right, I guess. So I opened one of them, and it's like. 
these like nice box of briefs from uh, the loose trading company. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's nice. Get the second one. I'm like, more box of briefs. I'm like, yes. <laughs> the third one. And then like the last <laughs> one is a three pack. So I have like a whole yeah. new set. I got to throw out all my like old the, shit and um, have a brand new set. I was like, this shit's on point. You're like the fucking, the Vince McMahon on the chair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and at the end, you're like, your eyes crossed and you just fall backwards. Oh, <laughs> um, it was incredible. Um, but yeah. Yeah, Christmas was good. Kids enjoyed their gifts. Um, nice. I got Julian a piano. That was a mistake because there's a microphone <laughs> with it and that microphone is so fucking loud. Um, like, the piano's fine volume. The microphone wildly out of control loud. Um... And then, like, Miles, we got, like, this little train for him to sit on and, like, kind of push around. Um, he enjoys that a bunch. So, um, definitely, it was a good Christmas all around. So, hopefully the same goes for you and your um, fiancé and all yeah. the families around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good time. Was, like I said, you know, when we were talking about PTO, it's, like, nice just to be, like, open the gifts and be, like, oh, nice. And, like, Addie, she, she's, like, the only one that's even close to a child in either, you know, my uh, you know, fiance side and then also my side so she it was like like she has her tablet so she kind of has everything she needs and so she just likes like little board games like um i got her you know that break the ice remember that game where you would like put all the ice cubes in like a grid and then you had to like hit it with a little hammer and then you had to make mm-hmm. sure that the stick creature didn't fall she, she likes like those kind of like little like knickknacky stuff so yeah. even for her like the days of being like oh my god a bike or oh my god this or that it, I mean, she doesn't really have anything like that. So it was nice just to open gifts and be like, oh, she just turned six. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, for her to be like, yeah, this is nice. And then for everybody just to sit around and be like, you know what, just let's just relax and stuff. So it, it was a good time. Yeah. We were debating getting my son some kind of like a uh, like game to play, but he's, he's four. I'm like, he's not going to understand like rules or like yeah at this point yeah like, we were like, like Candyland, and i was like because nah. for whatever reason Candyland for me as a kid was like my like that was like my first board game that i like played non-stop like every time mm-hmm. I was like hey can we play Candyland? um so like you know i was like Candyland. i was like nah probably not yet um but my dad's like good idea he was like simon it's like very straightforward you press the button it, it, you know you just try and match the patterns it's like the most base of a version of like a game that a kid can really probably play at that age. So we got, uh, my dad got him Simon. That was a big hit. Um, he's, he doesn't, he doesn't get it at all. Still like it'll, it'll flash like green. He presses green. Then it'll flash like green, red. And then he just presses red. And (laughs) he thinks it's hilarious when it's like, and we're all like, ah, so I think at this point he might be doing it on purpose just to get the reactions. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, Christmas was really solid. Um, definitely had a good time. Um, didn't do anything for New Year's at all because I'm boring. Uh, but yeah, nice. Um, the last thing we'll touch on real quick, uh, just because and it happened. It feels like it happened forever ago. I feel like we definitely did an episode since then, but I don't know that we have. Um, but the the World Cup final happened. Yeah, and uh. Fucking Mbappe tried to put the fucking team on his back like Red Jennings, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we were, the game started at 10. And so this is, happened when we were in New York and we were going to go see Avatar in the afternoon. So we hadn't planned around the game. I just kind of had bought the tickets in the afternoon. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, the game's at 10. And I don't know people, some of the people who I was going to go to the movies with wanted to watch it. So I was like, well, cool. It's 10. 
we'll be over by 12. We'll get on the subway. It'll take like an hour to get to the theater. Perfect, right? And then that motherfucker goes into overtime. And I was like, God damn it. And because I, I, even I was like, I don't want to leave, right? Like the last, like, you know, 20 minutes of regulation and then overtime and then penalties. I was like, wow. Like, I was telling the city, I was like, if I gave a fuck, I would be like, like crying like i would be so nervous like i'd be shaking like i don't even know how these guys can like i don't know how those people in like the arenas and in the, in the fucking like um what's it called like the city squares didn't just pass out from the stress right <laughs> um i had a guy in my work that was super uh super big messy fan um was rooting for them the whole way uh and then like that game i saw I, argentina was up 2-0 yeah maybe mm-hmm. Yeah, they were up 2-0, and I was like, ah, they got it. And, like, I can't remember if I texted them anything then, but then I remember looking, and it was, like, tied up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I sent him a text immediately. I was like, hey, yo, how nervous yeah, are you right now? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, what uh, nah, because the thing about me that we've learned uh, for fantasy football is I'm going to talk shit aggressively, even if I have no stake in the game. So uh, not worried about you, bro. I was like, oh, you boys are about to blow it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I was just antagonizing him. Uh, um, when I was um, the weekend of the NFL, not the NFL, uh, ACC championship that Friday, Carolina played Carolina women's soccer played in like the final four and they won. Mm-hmm. And then the next Monday they played for the championship and mm-hmm. they were up two nothing. And I tweeted out, I was like two Oh, the most dangerous lead in sports, or I think sports or soccer. Yeah. And, they they same thing happened to them. They got two score two goals scored on them, but in overtime, UCLA scored and then UNC couldn't come back, and so they basically like it was like a collapse, right? And Sydney mm-hmm. was like, "Why did you do that? Why did you tweet that?" I was like, "Because it's supposed to be a joke. Like it's not the two zero <laughs> in most soccer games. It's like over done, like done so, right?" And so then yeah. two weeks later, I'm at my friend Andy's, and they're up two nothing. We're about to head out, and I was like, "Hey Sydney, I'm gonna do it again. Two zero, most dangerous lead in soccer." And I motherfucking did it again. They fucking almost <laughs> blew it. And Sydney's like, "You just gotta fucking stop tweeting that anytime you watch a soccer <laughs> The man and one of the. I think the tying goal was in extra time. I was like, that shit had to be so stressful. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine. <laughs> that shit's wild. And France was um, this close to winning it in overtime when that guy hit it and the yeah. uh, goalie hit it off of his calf. Like, like literally, there was like a, I think like two or three minutes left. Like that dude like rocketed the ball and it hits that dude in the calf and just pops off. Like if that if it's like six inches above his leg, that you know France has another trophy. It's it's nuts. Yeah. Man, it's wild. Yeah, World Cup was incredible. Um, e- e- like I said, even as someone with no stake or even like real rooting interest, like it yeah. was, it was definitely cool to read about. You know what I mean? Like and and kind of not. I didn't watch the game, but like to follow along in real time. I know enough about the sport to be like, that's that's wild. I was not expecting that. Like you said, like I don't know a whole lot about soccer, but like two zero should be a pretty safe lead, especially mm-hmm. you know that late in the game. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it wasn't. Yeah, um, it, it, yeah, and then, um, yeah, and then you know, I'm excited for it to be here in, in three and a half years from now. Like, I'm excited to have the you know those two weeks here in America and have it you know be at the arenas here and at like nighttime games and stuff, and maybe try to mm-hmm. squeeze in and, and go to one of the games. That'd be really cool. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that one. Yeah, man. Um, but uh, I think I think that's the episode for now. Um, uh-huh. We will. My, or you can catch me on Twitter, Instagram at T Money Bags. 
And I'm at Evercaster92 on Instagram. You can catch the podcast at Diff Animals Pod um, or email us, Different Animals Podcast at gmail.com. Um, as usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch you in two weeks. Later. Peace.